Welcome to Live at the Potosseum. I'm Lindsay Webb. Joining me, man at the bar, Dan Willis. And a live audience full of opinions. Think Q&A with a comedy twist where the audience are the panel of experts. Well, on the stage, the wonderful Mr Lindsay Webb. Oh, 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 it's so exciting. Thank you very much for coming uh, to the Potosseum. Uh, give it up for Dan Willis, my man at the bar. Here's the man at the bar. You guys are my panel of experts for this evening. I hope you're feeling smart. Are you feeling clever? Are you good? You up for, are you good with questions? Bang! You proved it straight up. Uh, thank you. Uh, tonight, uh, because you probably haven't been before, that we've only recorded once, but oh, maybe you have. Has anyone been to a recording before? Just give me a cheer. Yes! And they came back, you see? You're all right. You're all right. It can't have been that bad. They're back again. Thank you very much for coming back. Uh, you guys know how it works. But tonight, uh, think Q&A, but with a comedic twist, right? We'll be looking at things through a comedic eye. And the panel of experts, like they normally have on Q&A, that's you guys. Yeah, that's why you hear some of you going, shit, I don't know anything. <laughs> you don't need to know anything. It's just your opinions that I'm interested in. And tonight, there is no, there's no bad opinions. You won't be ridiculed like last, last time we recorded. We had a guy that was pro-Trump and we all left here happy, like in a different direction to him. But, <laughs> but, but we all left happy, right? So just relax. Uh, if you are asked a question and some of you would have filled in the questions, we'll read those out anonymously as we can. Some of you will give yourselves away with shock and awe. Uh, before we kick off with our first topic tonight, and your arms folded isn't really helping, that says, oh, I thought we were going to the footy. In this episode, we're talking about health and welfare. Health and welfare, two very popular topics at the moment in Australia. One, because our health system has been overburdened with an obvious pandemic. Two, our welfare system has been overburdened with people that are no longer working or transitioning into different work. It's been quite trying times. And I can tell you they really have been. And I speak from a very much a personal experience. I'll share with you what I've had happen this year. Uh, obviously, we've done an episode on the pandemic. We all know that's a real thing. Uh, story checks out. I myself, uh, our work just completely stopped, stopped altogether. And we had two options. And I'm sure, just give me a cheer if you're familiar with them Job Keeper. Yeah. yeah, Job Seeker. All right, do you know what Job Keeper was? Yeah. Yeah, what was Job Keeper? That's when the government gave businesses money to keep you employed. Absolutely spot on, right? So people got that message. Now, the reason that you got that many was only if your business dropped 30% in income, right? So your profits went down. They gave you some money so that you could keep staff. You might be employing a couple of people. No money coming in. How do you pay those people? The government helped you out so you can keep them on. Good times, so when your business comes back. Now, the thing is, me personally, oh, and the other one, do you know what Job Seeker? Do you know what Job Seeker was? Uh, government just giving people money. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, that sounds quite simple, but you know what? That's pretty much bang on what it was. So it's a brand new thing called, called Job, Job Seeker. Uh, it replaced a thing called, and I think, man at the bar, Dan, I think it was called the Youth Allowance. Was it the Youth Unemployment Youth and Unemployment Allowance. It may be, but they basically doubled it. They doubled it. That's right. If you, if you were the youth or unemployed and on the benefit already, when COVID came around, they went, poor, double that, right? So you got double. Because I don't know what you were spending it on, but you got extra. <laughs> now, the thing is, I, uh, I would be, I'm a self-employed sole trader, so I should have qualified for the job keeper, right? Because my profits obviously dipped by, what do you call it? What's uh, 100% Dan? That's right. <laughs> And profits went down by 100%. The 30% was easy. Done it three times. Give me triple. Unfortunately, they announced 
that they were going to be giving everyone that roughly uh, on around about the like maybe the first of April, like Fool's Day ish. Yeah, that, as as ironic as it would, sounds, that would be about after, about ten months after you were meant to put in your tax return. Yeah, ten well, months we're both after comedians. Yeah. Uh, do you think comedians had their tax returns in by then? I'll answer that for you. Fuck no. No, we did not. <laughs> no, we did not. But after they announced it on, let's say it was the 1st of April, they said if your tax wasn't in by the 20th of March, anyone picked it? Yep, a date in the past. <laughs> you're not getting JobKeeper. And we're like, oh, yeah, well, you're not getting my fucking tax either. That's what you're not getting. So we didn't qualify for JobKeeper, so we had to go on the Job Seeker, which is where the government gives you money for doing nothing. But you know the problem with that is they're not doing that for long. Like, whilst there was a big-time pandemic on, they were fine just handing out money to keep the community going, right? We all had to survive. However, <laughs> and this is great, six weeks into me being on the Job Seeker, a lady from Serena Russo, Australia, rang me and talked to me about how I was going to transition into my new job. <laughs> Been a comedian since 1998. Have not had a real job in a while. She said, what sort of work do you think you'll transition to? I went, oh, I don't know. What's easy? Driving people around? <laughs> this went for ages, right? She explained everything to me. I'd have to fill out a diary. I have to apply for jobs. And I'm fine with all of that. If I'm going to collect money from the government, that's fine. One of the problems with my collection from the government was my wife, as a full-time primary school teacher for the state, earned enough money to tick me off the actual cash and I would just get the coronavirus supplement. Yeah, so the government gave me free money for doing nothing at a rate of $125 a week. My dealer wasn't happy and neither was I, because that is just not enough money, right? But that's fine, we get through that. This lovely lady at Serena Russo, she was trying to explain to me all the things I need to do. We got to seven-eighths of the way through the entire process and she said, now what work did you do before? And I said, oh, I'm a comedian, I'm pretty sure it'll come back. She goes, no way! Are you the Lindsay Webb that I see on the P&O cruise boats? <laughs> and I said, yes, I am, Kelly. Yes, I am. And she said, oh, my God, you don't need us. You're going to be fine. Your industry's going to come back. I'm just going to tick all of the boxes like you've done all of the right things. I'm like, fucking bless you, Kelly. You're the best. You're the best. I didn't have to do any of the forms, right? And this is how excited I was. I jumped on Facebook. Yeah, that old beast. I jumped on Facebook and went, oh, my God, I've just spoken to Kelly at Serena Russo. Here's what she said. She's amazing. This is how small the world is. About 30 comments from people going, yep, that's why we employed her. Yeah, go, Kelly. She's Bo Desert's best. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so she saved me a whole heap of hassle. It's only just around about now that I've been booted out because I've made a little bit of money and they're like, fucking get off the teat, young man. You're out of here. Now, that was the first time in my entire career. I'm a 47-year-old man. I know, settle down, ladies. 47-year-old <laughs> man. I have never once in my life needed or wanted the benefit to live on, right? When pressed into the situation of where I could get what I was entitled to get in my position, it's not enough money. Now, I don't know if you know how much a school teacher earns in this state, but let me tell you, it's somewhere between fuck all and not enough. It's not really a high wage, right? It's certainly not six figures. In fact, it's well under. And I know they get plenty of holidays, but it's not great pay. I know, who, who did lose their income for a period of time during COVID? Give me a, give me a hands up. Give me a... Right, and I only, I only ask this because I've got lots of friends, and I'm not, I'm not gloating, but I've got, I've got fucking shitloads of friends. <laughs> well, they say they're my friends. You know, I've got money. People just hang around. <laughs> but I, I know that there is a contrast. I know some people said that it was... Like, we've got the chalk and cheese right here. Explain to me why it was difficult for you to get involved. Uh, I had a company, and I was 
testing. Yeah. And it went through complex assessment. It took three months to even hear. Right. Right, so that is a good point, right? So that's that's one of the things that we hit, didn't we, Dan? Because at first we weren't sure whether we're getting job keeper or job seeker. So we, like you, went into a bit of a holding pattern, didn't we? There was oh, completely. There it was months before you found out. It was a uh, my. I had a bit of luck, I have to say, because I went in and the woman said, "Oh, you're a comedian. Do you know Greg Davies?" <laughs> it's a small said, world comedy. I said yes, and now if you don't know Greg, he's a British comedian, very tall guy. who's on the In Betweeners. And um, I've not spoken to him for 15 years, and yet she just laughed away and just ticked every fucking box Isn't away. that great? And then I got a text message the next day saying, you have been turned down for job seekers. She rang me and went, don't worry, I've ticked every ticky boxes for you. <laughs> so that's just a trick, because she never asked for Greg's phone number, or anyone, just so you know, Greg Davies. Some of you <laughs> have got no fucking idea who he is, right? <laughs> In the UK, well known. Big man. <laughs> Big man. So then you found yourself having to then, after the months of not knowing whether you were going to get Job Keeper, then you had to sign up for Job Seeker. And retrospectively, I think I feel like you did it straight away because when Dan and I did it, after waiting a few months, which is I feel like when you did it, it got quite difficult, didn't it? It got There's so many forms and so many hoops to jump and it's all written like you're off to court, right? You know that... Why can't it just say, put your name here on one page? Why did my name have to go on seven pages further in when they sent you the email? You know who the fuck I am. Why am I filling this in? They seem to ask for too much of it, don't they? What's your address on this page? Now, prove your identity. What's your address again? Like you're going to fuck up and forget what it was last time. That's how they catch you out. He's put seven different addresses in. Oh, that was too many pages. It takes so long to fill out, you might change the You might change. <laughs> Welcome our new regular guest. He's going to be in every podcast from here on in. What's your name, fella? Greg. Greg, good on you, Greg. We fill out forms, Dan and I, for major festivals around the world. And trust me, oh fuck, they've got some questions for you, right, when you fill those motherfuckers in. But this stuff for job, for job seeker, I'm like, there, there's unemployed people that need to fill these forms out is what I'm thinking. You know, before when you start to imagine what, what's it like for other people, there are people that have struggled to get a job all their life that have to fill out these forms. Maybe their education, their English as a second language, like there's so many barriers. And I feel like, and I know this sounds a bit conspiracy, but I feel like the government makes it a bit more difficult just to limit all of the money that they have to hand out. I think, I mean, does anyone else think that way? Does it, or is that just me being paranoid, going, oh, fuck, settle down, Linz. Yeah, they, you, you think that? Yeah, you, you think they are? I mean, I don't think maliciously, like, trying to make it way too hard, like the old test to get, you know, citizenship where you had to read and write English perfectly and you're a brand-new immigrant. But I think just, you know, it makes it a little bit harder. Greg, let's find out your story. Did you, did you work all the way through COVID, Greg? Yep. Yep, what sort of work? Uh, reconditioned engines for the mining industry. You recondition engines for the mining industry. Well, this is a great this is a great opportunity because they didn't really stop at all, did they? Mining. Still mining because because uh, they were allowed to travel. Still, there was was there special dispensation for the high vis warriors to go? I believe so. They could get to Perth right during the height of it. Yeah, well, that I mean, Perth is high vis realistically, isn't it? I mean, the Perth signs. <laughs> Perth is high-vis. It's not like you can see it from space. There's that many high-vis workers there. <laughs> <laughs> there is a number of them. So your, your industry did no, no slowing down even. And what about you, fella, next to Greg? What's your name? Rocky. Rocky? That's a great name, fella. And I don't want to fight you. Uh, what about you, Rocky? You actually, and uh, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but you look like you might be retired and you weren't worried about the pandemic at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Either that or you drive a small steam engine for children. 
<laughs> I'm not sure. In a good way, he's got a blue card, settle down. <laughs> it's not just randomly around the place. You're, you're older than you, you're older than you look. Well, 105. <laughs> you, you meant the other way around. I'm with you. You panicked because there's cameras. What about who had to dip into their superannuation? Did anyone? Okay, so there's more people that did that. that and is that you chose to do that rather than muck around with Centrelink and do that business? One of the things that I didn't realise, uh, Dan, when you go on the welfare in this country, you get a concession card, you right? You do indeed. Which I think you got some teeth fixed. I is did. that true? And you know, the, you ring up. I, I had a toothache. And I was like, what do I have to do? So I rang up and they're trying to talk you out of having a toothache over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> they, nah. literally, they literally are like, oh, yeah. is your face swollen? I'm like, well, no. And, and they're like, well, <laughs> what's the problem then? I said, well, my tooth's hurting. How Australian is the welfare dentist? You know, and Come on, suck it up, mate. And, and, we'll Uber eat you some <laughs> cloves. Li- literally, right? <laughs> and, and I was like, well, it's, uh, I said, well, it hurts when I eat. It hurts quite a lot when I breathe. Uh, so what should yeah. I, what, what, That's what, most what should of the I do time. <laughs> and then she was really disappointed. And she went, oh, if you call tomorrow at nine, we'll get you an appointment. And really? I'm like, and then, so it's like a cattle call at nine in the morning. Yeah. Whoever rings in gets a slot that day. And they literally day. just gave me an appointment. So I rang, I rang at nine. They gave me an appointment. I One went, guy's gotten through the loop. Ah. I went in and it was, it was a doddle. Just walk in. Was uh, there anyone else waiting or leaving when you went? Uh, there was about four or five people in the waiting room that could take about 20. But they, they uh, were just one dentist? No, there was like six dentists. Jesus. <laughs> I, I know this because they They're went, onto a coup. They told me on the phone, we've only got six dentists for all the fucking I only got... S- <laughs> and I'm like, surely that's six. not right. Right, I checked and it's not right. But they're, they're trying to talk you out of going. And I've wow. never been trying to talk someone out of a toothache in my entire fucking life. <laughs> Especially wow. when it hurts when I talk. That, right? No. <laughs> yeah. And, the and potentially you could get work and have to talk. I must say the dentist was amazing. He was brilliant. But right. his, his assistant it seemed like her first day on the job. She, well, had, she had no she, idea what I was going on. She might have on. been transitioning like I was going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have we learnt, Dan? Well, we got to none of the questions. We, got for to this. No, I think we should, we should do, just do some of the do questions. Some questions. Well, this is this is someone who definitely came out for us to talk tonight. Mm-hmm. And I salute them. They've got good handwriting. Grammar's good. fine. Question one. Answer. I couldn't give a rat's ass. <laughs> I'm going to well say played. that that is an Australian because in Britain <laughs> we say rat's cock. Right? So is that right? Yeah. Uh, are your hospitals too small? Answer, for what? <laughs> like the piece of paper was going to give you an answer. Yeah, to park all the cars and at an Olympic event? Yeah, too small. Question three, will people return to work or, ho- sorry, or work from home? And why? Both, because we aren't stupid. There you go. That person is switched on. We might find out who you are <laughs> shortly. Here we go. These are the best of question one answers. So the question was, is it too hard to get a welfare payment in Australia or too easy? Don't know. The boss won't sack me. <laughs> there's, there's someone who's turning up late, going for long lunches, yeah, making personal calls during the day. Fuck, I'm still here. Uh, this person, is it too hard to get a welfare or too easy? Too easy. People should go pick strawberries to help farmers <laughs> and help Australian strawberry shortage instead of free money. Now, I mean, we haven't got a lot of time, but I don't, I don't actually mind the idea if you are on long-term welfare actually having to do some tasks, whether it's, I don't know, tighten up street signs or sweep leaves or, you know, rescue cats out of trees. Oh, there's something. I think you can commit to actually turning up to a place to prove that you're ready for work, but picking strawberries is dangerous because there's needles in them and stuff. <laughs> 
hard to get people involved, isn't it? Is it too hard or too easy? Uh, I want to say it's too hard, but we are lucky to have a system that allows access to it at all. That's actually a pretty good answer, whoever wrote that. Yeah, that's a good answer. It is, it, I mean, it is a bit too hard, but you're right. And probably what I said was, it, you know, sorts out a few of the idiots that don't deserve the cash. <laughs> if you make it to the end, woo, jackpot. Uh, too easy or too hard? Depends if you want to wait in queue for 10 hours while your whole neighbourhood lines up to get job seeker in lockdown. Now, that, I mean, that's just an unfortunate, isn't it? Because what do you got? Uh, what was there? 150,000 people in the first you know, 10 minutes of them launching the website or oh something. Yeah. And it, it crashed because they're like, oh, fuck, we didn't know we were going to be popular. Really? <laughs> 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 Everyone's just lost their job. Oh, fuck, yeah, that's right. Uh, here we go. Too hard or too easy? Too easy for the drug users, but too hard for the pensioners. <laughs> Again, the hive mind, you fucking bang on, right? Like, my, my, you know, my wife's parents, and I love them dearly, right? But they are not technophobic, but they just don't have any. Like, they don't have the internet, they don't have a smartphone, they don't even have a home phone anymore. They just have an old Nokia flip that rings like it's playing Snake when you call them. <laughs> One of them answers it always surprised. Hello! Like, like it's never rung before. Like they have to go to the library to use the computer. They wouldn't have gone to the library during COVID because they're, you know, in the in the age bracket of COVID, they're 81. Fuck, they'd be like, fuck, we're in the target market. We're not going out. So I'm glad they, they were retired already. They didn't need the benefit. But you're right. That was too hard for them. They wouldn't have signed up. They'd have just eaten the dog food. <laughs> they get the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> question two. Are our hospitals too small, right? This is how we finished up with the health. Depends on how big you are. <laughs> I mean, I feel like those double doors are made for everybody, aren't they? Like, <laughs> there's swinging and everything. I mean, if you've got a good bit of hip, just use it. Just get a, Then you've got to time your hip. Run! Uh, are hospitals too small? Which hospital? They all seem short-staffed. I, mean, I mean, that's a common answer, and I think we all know that's true, isn't it? How long you stood at the counter ringing the bell going, oh, my chip's ready? Uh... <laughs> Uh, will people return to work or work from home? Work from home because Aussies are lazy. This is written in capitals, which sort of says you're not. Like, you're really yelling this out just on a page. I feel like you're not lazy. But Aussies tend to be a little bit lazy. But, you know, the sunshine and daytime TV's not too bad. <coughs> Pardon me. Will people return to work? Who knows? People do what they want and don't care about the greater society. Oh, there's someone who's not happy. Uh, <laughs> There's someone who's had someone living next door to them that's normally at work and they're quite annoying, I reckon. <laughs> like playing the wrong type of music, cooking the wrong food, probably got Pornhub up loud. <laughs> Thank you very much for filling out the questions, by the way. Good answers. Give yourselves a round of applause. They're good answers. Good answers, Dan. Uh, Daniel, my man at the bar, what have we learnt during this podcast? What have we learned well, we've about... We've definitely learned that if you want a good handout, you've got to do your taxes on time. <laughs> yeah, <we're... laughs> oh, I think we already knew that. <laughs> do you know what's extra funny there? My wife's a teacher. Exactly the same as uh, Lindsay's. Same state. We live a 40-minute drive for each other. And uh, through pure accident, uh, I asked my wife what she earned. She told me how much she got net. I wrote that down and I got the full benefits. <laughs> yeah. I wrote down gross, missed out. I only get the 250 a fortnight. Damn honesty! Oh, yeah. Maybe I can and get some back pay, just to let them know. I just realised this will come out on the internet about a month and I'll get a bill. <laughs> <laughs> can we edit that out? Thanks very much for coming to Live at the Potosseum. That is the end of our health and welfare episode. Give yourselves a round of applause. Please thank Dan Willis. I am Lindsay Ware. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Spread the word if you did. 
If you want access to VIP content and behind the scenes, hit our Patreon page, Live at the Potosseum, or like us on Instagram. Share the word. This is Live at the Potosseum.